0: Yeah, we're the fifth bowling center in the world to put hyper bowling on all lanes. And mm-hmm. what happened was I always wanted a third venue of entertainment. We've got right. our, a great arcade and we've got great bowling, but I wanted a third venue. And the only option that we had back in the day was to take out six lanes and put in yeah. lane bags. We're limited by our facility, and I just didn't want to give up my lanes. So when right. I saw the presentation about a year before it became available, I saw Cubica's presentation of hyper bowling. I immediately said, "I want it, and I want it on all lanes," because mm-hmm. to me, it was my third venue of entertainment without right. giving up my lanes. Yeah, and it has been transformative. That has really to do with with that fifty six percent growth.
1: Awesome! Thanks again for taking some time out of your day, John, to to come on and share with the rest of the proprietors here. For people who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you yet, tell me a little bit about yourself and your center.
0: Yeah, I'm John Nelson. I own the Rose city bowl in Newcastle, Indiana, 28 lane center, built as a traditional bowling center. And uh, now we're a family. Entertain.
1: Awesome. And when did you get involved with the center? How long
0: has it been? Yeah, I've been 14 years. Okay. So it's been a long, it's been a long time.
1: Yeah. And so when you first started. You said it was somewhat of a traditional center. And did you make the move towards the FEC or is that something that was done before? Or where did where do you fit into that?
0: Yeah, sure. No, I did that. We it was built as a traditional center in 1961. Okay. Thriving on league bowling. The leadership style or management hadn't really changed. And so they mm. were continuing to operate as a traditional center, even though the city had lost Chrysler Corporation had gone. Mm. Leagues were way off and yeah. uh, so Things were in a state of extreme disrepair. They were on the verge of bankruptcy. Okay. I got involved to help a friend get through it. And then it probably in a moment of insanity became a partner. And then in 2012, I purchased it entirely oh, wow. so that I could make the renovations that we needed to make.
1: Fantastic. So then what did you do uh, before that?
0: I'm My career is with IBM Corporation. I'm an electrical okay. engineer. And so I was in computer design development, management, and then sales.
1: Oh, awesome. So then nothing to
0: do with bowling. Yeah. That's interesting. In fact, I've never been a bowler. I did this, it was in my hometown and I did this to help them get out
1: from under and and now I'm under. And so then through that, you just fell in love with the industry or business or what kind of got you to say, Hey, I want to buy this outright.
0: Yeah. Again, it was really, I got in, I got involved in order to help them survive. And (laughs) then I was making investments in the business and my prior owner wasn't able to do that. And so I said, we need to either both be putting in this or, or I need to buy it. And so I bought it yeah. to be able to put in, to do renovations. And okay. so we've just done changes from the beginning, mm-hmm. put in our arcade, replace the arcade, put in new scoring. We've got the uh, Conqueror's latest okay. uh, scoring system. Yeah.
1: Awesome. From the very start, I guess you're moving in that FEC direction, just from a business standpoint or what kind of said, yes you.
0: Yes, I know that in today's environment, you're probably not going to survive as if you're a league-focused business. Mm-hmm. Leagues are so important to us; I value them, but uh, they certainly don't drive the business anymore. People always say leagues are the bread and butter of the business, which are sure not mm-hmm. for us anymore. Yeah. So we were a 60-40, 60% leagues in, in those days. We're now 20-80. Oh wow! We've made a okay. tremendous change towards the open play. Because, yes. But it's not because we've killed our leagues. Our leagues Mm -hmm. have continued to grow a little bit. It's just, we grew our open play. Yes.
1: Yeah. I've definitely noticed that it's, the leagues are slowly dropping, but it's more so the growth of the open play rather than just the
0: dwindling of the leagues. Yeah, that's right. I would say probably we leagues bottomed out about six years ago, something like that. I didn't look at mm. the specific numbers. Yeah. So they were falling off. Our association, bowling proprietors, association of America has done a great job of helping us revive that industry. Leagues have come back and grown back some, but again, the recreational bowling is has grown tremendously.
1: Yeah. And now when you have your leagues, are you mostly sanctioned leagues referring to you? Do you do any of the social leagues that are coming up?
0: Most are sanctioned leagues. Yes. We are now beginning to focus on some social leagues and Mm -hmm. we've had some and that will continue to grow.
1: Yeah. I've seen a lot of success with that for people just because it's a little more accessible to the average person, maybe like a 15 week, 12
0: week, and then just a little more laid back. Yes, we're planning to do a learn to bowl league mm, next fall okay. for people who don't really regularly bowl, but have interest and we'll include coaching as part of that league. Probably have given them an opportunity to get a ball out of it too.
1: Yeah. Very cool. We
0: yeah. had one that was, uh, we had a bad bowlers league. Started that mm. about three years ago and we actually named a bad bowlers league. Yeah. I like it, that. Uh, it was a pretty successful league. It, they finally got to the place where they said, we're no longer bad bowlers. So we want to change the name. <laughs> it's no longer called bad bowlers. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, that's a success.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we did one similar, they called it a, a drinking league with a bowling problem. That's it. very similar in nature, not serious, but there for fun. And it ended up being, and it still is the their biggest league. They're, they have a waiting list for it. Wow. So great. It, there is the demand for it. So then you said 80, 20, is that purely bowling or is that the whole business of food, arcade, any other activities you had, how, how does that work?
0: Yeah, I'm talking bowling revenue. Mm, Okay. Uh, So out of of our bowling revenue, 80% is open play. 20% is league now. Okay. So that pretty much translates into the rest of the business. Actually, our league bowlers spend less per, per person and food, drink, than our open bowlers do. So we're probably greater than 80% of our revenue. Our total revenue would be Mm. from open play.
1: Okay.
0: Recreational bowling we our business is 25% is our arcade, 25% restaurant and mm. 50% bowling revenue.
1: Okay. And do you have a, a bar with the restaurant or just food?
0: We do. We have, we have a mini bar We're mm. our next transformation is to expand our dining and party area and put in a new kitchen and a, an entire, a complete bar oh, wow. uh, that will make a tremendous transition in the business.
1: Yeah. So you guys have some big plans and coming
0: up. We do.
1: Yeah, that's great. So are you seeing that pretty good numbers this year, like everybody else, or how does that fare for you?
0: Yes. We last year we grew 56% over 2019. I don't count 2020. Okay. Right. Mulligan. But yeah. A mulligan, but we grew 56% over 2019. So we had a wow. huge growth year last year. This year yeah. we're up another 5% from last year. Okay. We're not knocking it out of the ball, ballpark this year mm-hmm. yet. I expect to do that for the last half. Of course. But yeah, but we're still, at least we're still holding that 56% plus another 5%.
1: And then, so you, so you have the bar, the restaurant, arcade, do you guys have anything else or anything else you're yes. looking at or um, anything like that? We have hyper bowling.
0: Okay. And, uh, I, Tell
1: we, me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. We're the fifth bowling center in the world, but hyper bowling on all lanes. And mm-hmm. what happened was I always wanted a third venue of entertainment. We've got our, right. a great arcade and we've got great bowling. But I wanted a third venue. And the only option that we had back in the day was to take out six lanes and put in lane bag. Yeah. We're, we're, we're limited by our facility. And I just didn't want to give up my lane. So when right. I saw the presentation about a year before it became available, I saw Cubica's presentation of hyper bowling. I immediately said, I want it. And I want it on all lanes because mm-hmm. to me, it was my third venue of entertainment without right. giving up my lanes. Yeah. And it has been transformative. That has Really? A- it was with that 56% growth. And in fact, in 2019, we were up 30% the last quarter compared to the prior year, because that's wow. that was the growth we had yeah. from hyperbowling. And then on top of that, we built our 56%. Wow. We still have a lot of room for growth. We're not hitting it out of the ballpark yet as an entire business, but a lot of opportunity. And hyperbowling has just been tremendous for us.
1: Yeah, so I've heard of it. I've had some of the AF or AMF guys on the show, but tell me a little bit more about how it works and how that plays into your business.
0: Sure. Hyperbowling in hyperbowling, the rails are up and targets are moving up and down the rails and you want to hit your target on the way to the pins. You get a great big multiplier. Little kids can beat mom and dad. It's just, Mm. it's a lot of fun. There are 12, There are four different games, 12 layers, levels of difficulty. And so it starts out slow, slow meaning the targets are big and they're not moving. Mm -hmm. But as you get to more difficult levels, the targets become smaller, they move faster. And it's just crazy fun. Four different types of games. One of them, I call it capture the rail. They call it hyper squad (laughs) because it's got to have the word hyper in it. But I call it capture the Rails because the competition is how much of the rail you can own. And it measures, measures percentage. And you can take away some of the percentage of your opponent how you where you hit the ball and Interesting. Uh, it, it's 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 my favorite. Yeah. In addition to that we have extreme games. So we've got a monster factory where you build a monster and we can print out the monster for the kid and they take it home and say hey here's the monster I built. Mm-hmm. We've got battle on the lanes where you're catapulting cannonballs into each other's castle and knocking them down. It's, okay. So there's lots of fun. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of people come in just for hyper bowling or come back and and do hyper bowling. It's not a huge percentage. We're running about 15% of our total revenue is hyper bowling total revenue. I'm sorry, of our bowling revenue, our open bowling revenue. So that sounds like it's not a huge number, but people come in because of the environment with hyper bowling, the light, the lights on the rails are just gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, so it just lightens up the whole center. It makes it look like a, it, it makes it a really fun place. And if we just get rave comments, five-star reviews all the time. I don't mean to sound like I'm bragging. I'm just no, saying. No. Yeah.
1: That's Sounds what like that
0: it does for us. It's not. Right. A, yes.
1: Yeah. Really cool. As far as logistically, it's just some kind of upgrade to your rail system or how, is it how they install it?
0: Yes. Total replacement of the rails and gutters. The rails have LEDs all the way front to back. Okay. And it's got a system that's tracking where the ball is, what the ball speed is. So that when you bump that rail, it's calculating where it hit the rail and that mm-hmm. part of the rail on the, the hyper squad, that part of the rail then turns the color of whatever color you're supposed you are, yeah. it'll turn blue. A wide area will turn blue. If you hit 10 pins and a small area, if you hit one. If you're doing the standard hyper bowling game where it's got a target on the rail, let's say your target's yellow, it knows where your ball hits that rail. And if you hit mm. the yellow, then you get the five times multiplier. The pins turn the color of whatever color you hit on the rail. So yeah. yellow, the pins turn yellow. It's just gorgeous. So it's,
1: yeah. So it's almost like an entirely different game then.
0: It, it is an entirely different. Yeah. So I finally got my third venue. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I've, like I said, I've heard of it, but
1: I haven't really talked to someone who's had it or at least especially had the success that it sounds like you're having with it.
0: What's been great about it is it's helped us grow the whole business while hyper bowling is new revenue. It also grew our arcade and it grew Yeah,
1: our- Yeah. Our- that was my next question is that seems like it would transcend well to arcade because it's a similar thing as well as maybe some more on the uh, food and beverage side. Yes. Yeah.
0: Frankly, we haven't, we haven't done well with our food and beverage. I know you had Mark Bears on recently. Mm-hmm. He's hit the ball out. Of the yeah, he does a great job. Restaurant, it's great. We've got a long ways to go, but we will get there.
1: Yeah, okay. But you, and you said you're planning to expand the kitchen. That'll help. You have you said just trying to expand that in general. Is that like your next move? Is really that's, to work on that area?
0: Yes, yeah. that's next. Right now we're stuck with timing. We've got a six week tournament every year. It's our eighth annual summer shootout t- tournament. Okay. So we can't shut down the bar and grill during that time. So we're a little mm-hmm. locked as far as calendar when we can do this. So part of it won't get done until next May. Okay. Flow again, but we plan to totally replace the kids. The, the the center was built again as a traditional bowling center with a snack bar. We're still right. operating with kind of a snack bar capability, but right. we're running a restaurant out of it, and it's pretty okay. tough.
1: Yeah, that'd be difficult.
0: And it was also dry, and it didn't have alcohol. And we've added our mini bar, but we need yeah full sit-down bar.
1: Then are you taking space out of
0: somewhere else or putting an expansion
1: on, or how does that work?
0: We're just re reorganizing that we're redoing the entrance and gaining some space with, Mm -hmm. by the way, we're going to do our entrance to give us a little more space in the dining area. The Mm -hmm. kitchen's basically going to stay the same size, but just totally gut it and put in a new kitchen. We're also moving the office. We have an office now, and we're going to move the office into our storage closet. We don't need sitting at our desk very much. So we're going to have a very tiny office and then the office that we currently have will become a storage area for the kitchen. So our freezers Mm -hmm. and refrigerators and dry storage can go in there. So it'll make it much more efficient and get some of that out of the current kitchen and give space for equipment. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I guess when you're, when you have so much space, you gotta be really smart with it.
0: Be really innovative.
1: Yeah interesting
0: it, well, uh, I, I assure you if we were laying the building out from scratch it would not be laid out <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta work with what you've got
1: of course so then yeah the only other question what else is working for you guys today you mentioned hyper bowling you have you have the open play what else do you see working in your center today
0: well i'll put in a plug for summer bowl pass mm, okay uh, of course so mark bears uh, came up with this Fantastic program. We used Mm -hmm. to be, and I don't want to knock kids bowl free. We did kids bowl free for a number of years. It's a good program. But when Mark came up with this program, I immediately said, yep, we're going to do it. Summer bowl pass tends to attract some, let me put it this way. The summer bowl pass program kind of gets rid of the bottom feeders. Yeah. uh, People are just free. Everything is free. Of course, yeah. We're basically giving away bowling all summer long. It's crazy. Like, wow, this is, how can you afford to do this? You a hundred bucks and you can bowl all summer long, your whole family, all summer long for free. Mm-hmm. 130 bucks, your whole family can do hyper bowling all summer long for free. And I always just tell them, hey, I am, I'm giving away the store, but we're hoping when you're in here, you're going to spend some money in the arcade and the restaurant. And you know what? They do. Yeah. And they also rent shoes. And so it it has brought in a lot of business. The first year we did it was 2020. It was announced, scheduled to be announced on March 16th yeah <laughs> March 16th the Governor shut us down Back day. <laughs>
1: yeah, brutal
0: <laughs> but we extended it for a month and we ended up having a really successful yeah. summer bowl pass program even that year. so
1: And so now how difficult it is to get them out there to sell the passes? People probably worry kids will free is free you're asking for a little bit upfront. It sounds like a really good deal in the long term for these people. How difficult is it to move some of these passes?
0: it's really not difficult. We have really dropped the ball on it this year. We're down compared to last year. There's no excuse for that. We've just had tremendous transition in our staffing. The after COVID yeah. staffing has been just a tremendous issue for us. Mm-hmm. So we, we dropped the ball on it. We're down compared to last year, but they're so easy to sell. It's such a bargain. So somebody right. come in and they might be ready to put down $50 to bowl for a hundred bucks. They can They can bowl and back and back. It's really easy to sell. We just, in our case, we dropped the ball and I told Mark and I'm sorry to Mark. I keep saying Mark bears. I know it's Mark bars. So I told Mark, we were going to, we were, we had a little competition, but I think he beat us this year.
1: (laughs) He might know a thing or two about it, but
0: it's a, it's just a fantastic program. Yeah. We, we love it. Our guests love it. Believe me.
1: Yeah, Oh, I'm sure. What is the frequency use? I'm curious. Like the average person, they pay the one thirty or the hundred dollars. How many times do they typically use it?
0: Well, I don't think we've done statistics. We should do that because we keep mm-hmm. track of every time somebody comes in. I don't know the answer to that. We have some people who will come in. We've got this one. We've got this one couple, and they'll come in and they'll bowl an hour, and then they'll bowl another hour. And I'm serious; they'll spend four, five, six hours. Well, and it's all free, but you know what they buy food and beverage. So they're getting a great bargain. The other thing that's, the other thing that's happening to them is they're really getting hooked on bowling. It's not Mm. going to be free this fall. Right. That's true. When you spend four or five hours, several times a week, bowling, you're going to be back in the fall and we've got other families that just come in maybe every week or a couple of times a week, they'll bowl for an hour. No, I, and I would say it's all over the spectrum as far as how often how, or how many times they use it. Some people yeah, use it a few times for the whole summer. Most people will be a lot more than that.
1: Yeah. I'd just be curious about that. And then maybe the average ticket too, I guess that's a little tough. It's tougher to determine, but
0: tough to determine. We tried it the first year we did. We do track our summer or our shoe sales. We can know if they're there for a summer bowl pass. Yeah. So we track the sales and shoes. Our shoe sales went way up the first year we did this and Mm -hmm. we don't have a good way to track how much they spend in the arcade and the restaurant, but we just know by watching. We know that we're getting a good amount of anecdotally and also compared to what we used to do in the summer, which was not very good.
1: Yeah, it seems like a good deal because they have some kind of stakes. They, they have to put some kind of small investment in not a lot, but enough to have that, just enough barrier to entry to weed out. Like you said, some of the people just looking for free stuff.
0: Yeah. And some people with our prior program would come in and uh, literally they would come in and not spend a dime. They right. would bowl every day that mom would come in and sit and watch the kids bowl, and then they go out and they'd probably go across the Wendy's and buy something to eat. We don't have any of that anymore. Yeah. I don't, I'm not aware of anybody. I never see anybody come in and not spend money. Mm. So,
1: yeah, it's pretty transformative then. Yes. Okay. So we got those two. Tell me a little bit about where you see things going in the next few years. Obviously, you're going to have some big changes for your center, but more so the industry in the next couple of years. You see the, transition to the FEC continuing what are maybe some other trends that you think you're are going to be we're going to see in the next three to five years
0: I think so I think people are really out for entertainment I do believe we have an opportunity to grow our leagues there will be some growth in our serious leagues there will be more growth in our recreational leagues like you mentioned and so that should come right along with growing the rest of the business we just had The big question was with COVID, what's going to happen? I mean, getting shut down for all that time was tough. What happened was all these people were tired of being locked up. They came out. And so in our case, we were just... We were actually perfectly positioned for it. It was scary. I had just put in a huge investment. I don't know if I should say how much, but mm-hmm. the investment in hyperbowling was very large. cubic yeah. like me to say the number, because you have to upgrade your, oper- your scoring system to the highest level, and then you put hyperbowling on top of that. So it was yeah. very expensive investment. And then we got shut down, and it was what in the world is going what to happen now? for us? What happened was once people then started coming out. We had people coming that hadn't been there for years because they were looking for recreation. Yeah, and they came in and they said, "Wow, we're coming back." Yeah. And our goal is before they hit their car, they're planning their next return trip. Yeah, that, that happens a lot. So
1: that's cool. Yeah, so you almost had the opportunity to over deliver just off the bat.
0: Yes, and we're underperforming in our right now in our birthday parties. have so we've got a okay. lot of growth opportunity there. have a lot of growth opportunity with some of the school fundraisers. We have a lot of opportunity to grow our Cosmic Bowl. So it's a matter of our focusing and just getting it done. Yeah, and then especially as we expand our or put in a full bar, I know we'll see a tremendous growth. Oh yeah, we'll be a we'll be a go to place for a bar. But then mm-hmm. you know, turn around, and there's all the entertainment on the lanes. It'll be a fun place to have an adult beverage, and a lot of those people will also.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, it's really helped the bowling industry is. Those who are able to survive can take some of the business from the people who might not have cut it. There's plenty of bars and restaurants that didn't make it. If you can provide that experience yes. for them, there's a lot to pick up. Yes. So true. Awesome. We got those questions. I wanted to ask a couple specific ones and you might've mentioned it just now, but your biggest challenge,
0: what would you say that is, is today? Oh, clearly the biggest challenge is staffing. When the government started paying people to stay home, it just yeah. became a nightmare for us. I don't know what all the transform or what all happened. I think part of it is because of that people, other businesses started paying more for staffing and yep. so we lost some people for wages. Our industry is hard to yeah. keep with those wages. I don't know, something happened to our culture. That there are just a lot of people that just aren't interested in the serious work and of course we're not looking for people who y- you think about the people that the government said will pay you to stay home those aren't the kind of people we want in our business anyway right. mm-hmm. but still it impacted the overall market labor yeah market. so for us we've just had a uh, just a, it's almost been a nightmare as far as the transition I think we're coming mm-hmm. out of that we have a good staff right now not we don't have all the positions fully filled right now but that yeah, that's been our that's been our challenge. Yeah, and that has caused us to lose. I mentioned some of the marks we've, uh, the targets we've missed. We've missed growing some of these areas because when you've just got this tumultuous over, and our restaurant has just had tremendous turnover. Yeah, you, you can't really grow it when you're you're constantly training new staff. So right, that's
1: yeah, makes it difficult. Yeah, I think nine out of 10 people have given that as their answer right now. And without going too deep into it, because I did a whole 45 minute hour webinar or seminar on staffing. There's a lot of factors to it. Obviously people had to get paid to stay home thing, but then there's a lot of people exiting the workforce. People were older, close to retirement, say I'm close enough. I'm going to go out. A lot of moms who are paying just as much for care as they are making for wages. A lot of those people exit and then you know, everyone moves up to fill their shoes and it leaves a gap at the bottom. Yes. So yeah. we're seeing a lot of that going on. That. That's so yeah. True. And then it's just a job market of more jobs and people when it used to be more people than jobs. So now you have to compete against other people for those. Yes. Uh, for the people that you want, Yes, you know, the people that you want working for you probably already have
0: a job. So you're trying to pull them away. It, it, that's right. We do. And I don't, I want to say we finally have some really good staff and I'm not very happy with them. Yeah, Uh, but it has been a, it's been a long nine months.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. And it makes it tough because the good staff you do have, they end getting burned out or overworked and you're trying to, trying to make it all work. So yeah, I can definitely understand that. So yeah, that's actually the next question I have is how, what are you doing to address that? You know, bringing in candidates or training or culture retention, what kind of stuff are you doing for those areas? Oh,
0: we've certainly raised wages. It Mm -hmm. puts some pressure on us, of course. Wages going up, all of our costs of goods have gone, yep. gone up tremendously and we haven't done much in raising our prices. We haven't raised any of our bowling prices. We finally made a, a, an adjustment in our food menu, yeah, but that had been held steady for about three years. Oh, so wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's tough. I don't want to rate. I hate raising prices. You've got to do it. And I've probably been a bit delinquent in that because I just hate doing that to our right. But it's that's been a challenge.
1: Yes. And then, so then I guess you, how you approach summer has been, we've already talked about that, that summer bowl pass. Cause a lot of people, especially in the Northern half of the U S have that summer slump. Is there anything else that you do? You mentioned about some youth programs or you know, like school programs, anything else you do in the summer? Our
0: summer shootout tournament. we this is our eighth annual year. We will probably pass out 25,000 in prize money. Wow tournament. It's a six week tournament. It's been really, it's grown every year. Last year we were at 22,000. I think it is It's based mm-hmm. on the number of entries. Oh, uh, wow. So that brings that's in massive. a lot of people. In fact, we've had people come from 300 miles away. Really? Tournament. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so, impressive. so that, that has really been a super help for us during this mm-hmm. summer, as well as our summer bowl pass. No youth leagues. Yeah, we've got some, that's another area we've got to grow. Looking at, I'm just so anxious to get our labor stabilized enough that we can really truly focus on this right too. Uh, yeah, so there's just I see lots of opportunity. I think our mm-hmm. business will grow another fifty six percent.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's be, exciting. Like you, you I see all the opportunities there. It's not a matter of what to do. It's just getting it done. That's exciting. Done. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So then the only other question I have, and I know we're we're coming up to time here, your number one piece of advice for a proprietor, say someone's just buying a center or they're looking at reevaluating and they want to say, what should I be doing here? What would be your number one piece of
0: advice? Do what I'm not doing. (laughs) Work on your business, not in it. Yeah. Right now I'm spending way too much time working Mm -hmm. in my business because of all the staff transition. The other thing I would say is focus on... Being family entertainment, be sure your environment is very family friendly and entertaining for all of them from the two-year-olds all the way up to the 90-year-olds. Oh, by the way, we have, yeah, one more thing I'll add. I, in fact, it was Cubic AMF, regional manager came in to meet me in our business and he was new to our region. And so the Cubic AMF being our bowling bowling equipment provider, our scoring system, et cetera. And he said, John, I showed him our arcade. And he said, John, you need to get Virtual Rabbits, which is a virtual reality ride. Okay. So totally outside of his industry has nothing to do with his sales. He told me I should look into that. I did. I went, I wrote it one time, I said, I'm buying it 52 grand. <laughs> wow. It became our number one producer in our arcade. I mention it now because we had an 83 year old grandma the other day, great grandma mm-hmm. the other day. And uh, when she came into the arcade, I said, grandma, do you like roller coasters? And I thought she would say, no, not me. <laughs> she said, yeah, I like them. And I. So I said, hey, let me give you a ride on our virtual rabbit. I tell you, 83-year-old lady sitting on that, laughing her head yeah. off. And so Incredible. then all of her family started buying passes and going. Yeah. So my point being that family entertainment is where it's at. And mm-hmm. when our people, and, and this lady came up, I don't know how many times she came up and thanked me. And just as she was heading out the door, she came up and she actually held my hand and she said, John, thank you so much for giving me that ride. Oh, it it was her birthday. I forgot to mention that. Oh, wow. Incredible. Uh, She said, I just made my birthday. Yeah. Just the customer, customer interaction. Mm. Don't, don't sell. Don't think you're in the business of selling bowling of creating smiles. Right. We're in the business of creating happy memories. Mm. And I don't know if we've got time for one more little story. Absolutely. Okay. One more little story. One, one day I was in the back doing something and I came up front and there was a birthday party going on, a messy table and my two senior, most senior staff, and this was a year ago, my two most senior mm-hmm. staff were standing behind the front counter. And I was just puzzled. I see, look over there, I see a birthday party and I see a little mess on the table and I look up at them and they're standing behind the counter. Now I don't say this to disparage them. I say this mm-hmm. to, I, I had egg on my own face for this. And I thought, what's going on here? And I said to them, we've got a birthday party over here. And they look at me like, yeah, we sold that party. And it dawned on me. They, my staff, and again, this is egg on my face. I Mm -hmm. have failed to communicate to cause my staff to understand that a birthday party is not an hour of bowling and an arcade card and a bowling pin. It's a, it's an entertainment experience. So You're to them, they had sold the package. They mm-hmm. gave them an hour of bowling, they gave them their arcade cards, they were done. Yeah. Instead of realizing that no, we're here to make a lasting memory. And so right. an egg on my face, and that would be my message to other mm-hmm. proprietors is to make sure you're, you and your staff understand that you're not selling the product of bowling or food or arcade card. Yeah. You're selling the experience and that requires interaction, taking care of them. And then the feedback is just tremendous.
1: Yeah, I really like that. So yeah, not just selling a product or bowling, like you said, but really just providing an experience and smiles and memories. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. No, I love that. I think that's a great way to finish out. Okay. So if people want to learn from you, get in touch, or is there any place you want to send them a place to to get in contact if they have questions or they want to hear more about hyper bowl or anything like that?
0: Oh, anybody's welcome to call my cell or email me. Maybe I okay. should my email address and I follow up the phone call. It's John at rosecitybowl.com. I'm no expert. I don't pretend to be. I've got a lot to learn yet, but if I can help anybody, I'd be very happy to. So John at rosecitybowl.com. And of course our website is rosecitybowl.com. Yeah. Cut out. Oops. Did we?
1: There we go. Yeah. I thought maybe you had a secret email. Oh no. Did you hear that then? (laughs) Yeah, I, no, go ahead. I'll I'll cut that and we'll do it.
0: John at roastcitybowl.com and our website is roastcitybowl.com. So I'd be Perfect. happy to help anybody.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Very generous of you. I really appreciate it, John. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Great. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and I'm sure we'll be in touch. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care.